Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the mystery of why your shower curtain will randomly cling to you. Then we'll answer a listener question about whether masks affect our emotional development. You'll also learn about why humans perk up their ears. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Unless you've got a lot of open windows, bathrooms generally don't experience random gusts of wind. And yet, you've probably had that eerie experience where the shower curtain randomly reaches out and clings to you. Why does this happen? Spoiler alert, we don't know. A scientific explanation has eluded physicists for years. No one knows exactly what causes the so-called shower curtain effect. But you're here to learn what we know, not what we don't know. So let's talk about a couple theories that have been proposed to explain the phenomenon. The first theory is that the hot air from the shower rises, so colder air from outside the shower rushes in to fill the void. That pushes the curtain right into your damp leg. Definitely an interesting theory, and one you could probably test by taking an ice-cold shower instead of a hot one. Well, it turns out someone actually did that, and the curtain still clung to them. Next, another popular guess is Bernoulli's Principle. This basically states that the movement of the water causes movement of the air in the shower, making the curtain drift inwards. But at least one scientist points out that Bernoulli's Principle doesn't apply to droplets like the spray of your shower head. No dice there either. The next theory relies on the Quanda effect, which you've seen if you've ever held a spoon upright under a running faucet and seen the water bend. If you release your grip on the spoon a bit, you'll see that the spoon gravitates toward the water, not away from it. That might be what's happening when the water hits the shower curtain and the curtain is pulled inward. And lastly, it may happen due to a vortex. That's according to engineer David Schmidt, who won an Ig Nobel Prize for this answer. He created a computer model of how the spray from a shower head moves air inside the shower, creating a horizontal vortex. You can imagine the vortex sort of like a jar rolling on its side, drawing the shower curtain along with its motion as it rolls. Despite the fact that Schmidt posed his theory about 20 years ago, scientists still haven't done the research to confirm it. And that's fair. Scientists probably have bigger fish to fry. But for now, have fun trying to avoid hugs from your shower curtain. They can be so clingy. We got a voicemail from Nate in South Carolina. Take a listen. Hi, this is Nate from Greenville, South Carolina. With all of the COVID mask wearing and everything that, that's going on there with the covering of faces, I was wondering if you guys had any data or knew of any studies that might have to do with the social or developmental issues that might come from covering someone's face. Great question, Nate. Well, it's too soon to say what wearing masks during the coronavirus pandemic will do to children's emotional development. We do have some hints from other types of research. Like, we know a good amount about emotional development in children who are born blind. While scientists used to think that babies learn facial expressions from their parents during their first months and years of life, recent research shows that blind children who don't have that option still produce very similar facial expressions to sighted kids, even at a very young age. 
that suggests that emotional development may not rely as much on facial expressions as you might think. In fact, when it comes to decoding emotion, studies show that the voice may be even more important than the face. In 1995, psychology professor Richard Wiseman carried out one of the UK's largest ever psychology experiments. And he found that audio-only listeners were able to detect when a person lied more than 73% of the time, versus 64% for newspaper readers and 52% for television viewers. And in 2017, a Yale study that asked people to have conversations in either a lit or a pitch black room found that people in the pitch black room were better at rating their conversation partner's emotions. You can get a ton of emotional information without even looking at a person's face. But even when you do judge emotion from a person's face, remember that the masks we're wearing only cover the mouth and nose. Our eyes are still exposed. It turns out that judging emotion from the mouth is more of a cultural phenomenon than a biological one. In Eastern cultures, the eyes are more important emotional cues than the mouth. Studies even suggest that people who look to the eyes to judge whether a smile is real or fake are more accurate than people who look at the mouth. And if you really want to test how well we can spot emotion with a mask on, just look at Muslim women who wear the niqab, that veil that covers everything but the eyes. Yeah, a 2012 study found that people could accurately judge nearly every emotion displayed by a woman wearing a niqab. So while we don't have long-term data on what masks are doing to children's emotional development, my hunch is that the effects aren't too troubling. We convey emotion in a lot of ways, whether we're showing our mouths or not. Thanks for your question, Nate. If you have a question, send it in to podcast at curiosity.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-596-5208. You know how dogs and cats will perk up their ears when they hear a new sound? Well, a recent study shows that humans actually do that, too. So when we tell children to perk up their ears to pay attention to something, they actually do. Cute, right? If you didn't know your ears could move around, I totally understand. We can't all wiggle our ears at will like I can. No, but really, this is the first time researchers have demonstrated that you perk up your ears when you hear a sound. And the movements are tiny, involuntary, and totally unconscious. But they're there. When we hear a new sound, our ear muscles adjust just a little bit. This discovery came from a research team at Saarland University in Germany. They figured this out by first attaching sensors to the skin on and around people's ears. If there was any muscle activity in these areas, the sensors could detect it. Next, they performed two experiments. To see how the ears react to novel sounds, they had participants read a boring essay while they played random noises from different speakers positioned all around the room. To see what happens when people really focus on a sound, they told the participants to listen to a short story coming from a speaker by one ear while ignoring a competing story coming from a speaker by the other ear. And the same thing happened in both experiments. The sensors detected tiny muscle movements in the ear closest to the sound. But the muscle movements were a little different. In the novel-sounding experiment, the ear folded back ever so slightly. In the focus experiment, the whole ear raised up a tiny bit. The movements could actually be caught on a high-definition video recording as long as they used motion magnification. The researchers say it's very likely that this electrical movement is what they call a neural fossil in our brains, 
from our primate ancestors. About 25 million years ago, the muscles responsible for orienting the ear became vestigial, or basically useless to us. But this study shows that this part of our ears still remembers how to move, the way dogs and cats' ears do. This isn't just a cool discovery about how the human body works. The researchers hope this could also lead to better hearing aids. If a hearing aid could sense which direction a wearer was trying to focus their ears, it might be able to amplify the sound they wanted to hear. Pretty cool, right? So the next time the doorbell rings, remember it's not just your pet's ears that'll perk up. You can't see it, but your ears will perk up too. But it might be kind of weird if you start barking. <laughs> hey, it's your house. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, I don't live your life. Before we recap what we learned today, here's a sneak peek at what you'll hear next week on Curiosity Daily. Next week, you'll learn about the real reason for pregnancy cravings, why speedy raindrops don't damage delicate insect wings, how blind people are able to describe what animals look like, why ancient Greek temples were purposely built over fault lines, and more. Okay, so now let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that nobody knows why your shower curtain will randomly cling to you. The so-called shower curtain effect is one of science's true mysteries. Hear that, aspiring researchers? I mean, hey, it was just within the last few years that we figured out how shoelaces come untied. Right. This is one of the reasons that I love being a science communicator and, like, watching all the research come out because it's like getting a sequel to a movie you loved. Like, who's going to do it? Who's going to do the study on shower curtains? Ooh, <laughs> I like it. We also learned that based on what we know about how people read emotional cues, we may not have to worry too much about how much wearing masks will affect our emotional development. I mean, obviously we can't say for sure, but what we do know seems to suggest we'll be all right. I think you're the one who taught me that you can spot a lie better in audio than on TV or on the written page. Yeah, it was in Alex Bloomberg's keynote speech at Podcast Movement 2016. Amazing. He was really into it. I also love that you brought up the ways that different parts of our face express different emotions in different parts of the world. Because when we interviewed internet linguist Gretchen McCulloch, who's a super fun guest on this podcast, she talked a lot about that. You can even see it in emoji. For example, like in the US, the emoji focused more on the grimacing smile or whatever the mouth is doing. Whereas over in Asia, they'll use emoji and emoticons that more emphasize the expressions of the eyes. And I just thought that was so cool. Yeah, you call those those emoji cowmoji in, in Japan. You're totally right. It's like a smiley face and a sad face just change the mouth in the Western world. And in Eastern cultures, a smiling face and a sad face don't change the mouth at all and just change the eyes. It's super cool. Ready for me to blow your mind with one other factoid? You compare superheroes. What part of Batman's face can you see? Just his mouth. What part of Green Lantern's face can you see? What part of Zorro's face can you see? Yeah. It's always the mouth. Right. Versus ninja. And compare that to ninjas and the ninjas from Mortal Kombat, who supposedly hail from Eastern culture, got their mouths covered. Dude, that's pretty cool. And we learned that humans' ears perk up, too. Scientists think this is probably a leftover trait from 25 million years ago, from when we had ears that actually could orient towards sounds. But now it's a vestigial trait, meaning we don't use it anymore. You know I can wiggle my ears at will? I believe you. 
I've never seen it. I, I'm not sure I could see it over video chat. Well, no, not when I'm standing in my closet lit dimly by a flashlight because I still <laughs> haven't finalized my home podcast setup. Yeah, you do, you do look pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely trapped in the closet. <laughs> Every time we record, maybe when I get back from paternity leave, I'll like, I don't know, be able to sit down. You'll be able to see me. I'll be able to breathe. Not have to open the door between episodes and blast my fan at myself so I have some circulation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that paternity leave will be a great time for you to get a whole bunch of like house repair projects up and just build a whole studio. I'm sure you have tons of time for that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Today's stories were written by Joni Folletto, Ashley Hamer, and Kelsey Donk, and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode was edited by Cody Goff and Natalia Reagan. Curiosity Daily is produced by Cody Goff. Take a shower, but stay away from that clingy curtain. Then join us again Monday. We'll make your ears perk up to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.